The following podcast is recommended for mature audiences only. The following podcast is recommended for adults only. Maturity is not a requirement. Welcome to episode 17 of Men Podcasting Badly. This is a show about old and forgotten games. We play games that we've chosen to play, we play games that we've chosen for each other to play, and we play games that you guys have chosen for us to play. This week, we are playing games that we chose for ourselves. I am Skets, and this is Cookie. Good evening, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you doing? Lovely, doing very well, thank you. I have had an awesome week. Uh, Yeah, I would have guessed that. (laughs) Obviously, you got your PS5, didn't you? I did, yes. And I got it at half one in the morning. <laughs> did you? Yeah. Did I not tell you? Did you not hear her? No, I haven't spoken to you. Oh, well, before you, before you do that, I was going to say, I'm going to do what I did last week and uh, and talk about lots of things first. Before you talk about your PS5, yeah. I know you're riveting to do it. <laughs> and then we, might, then we might not have time to talk about it, you know. Oh, that's <laughs> go, go, go ahead, mate. No, how has it been? Yeah. Half past one in the morning, you say? Yeah, yeah. I, um, I put the word out to people and I was like, look, as soon as it comes in, give me a tinker. I'll bring you some McDonald's and I'll go get my console. So we uh, we exchanged the goods and yeah, it was good times. So I went home, I set it all up. I thought I'd have a quick bash. I where prob- from? Where did, where did you get it from? Work. Oh, okay. <laughs> right, cool. Yeah. I was like, um, do me a favour, boys. And um, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I... Um, I went in there, I gave them more McDonald's to keep them happy. Yeah. Yeah, I started playing about, yeah, say about half one, something like that, I think. About three o'clock, I went, I better get some sleep, really. And then I woke up at about seven, and then I was on it to about 11 o'clock at night. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what did you play first? What was your first? Uh, Demon Souls. Demon's Souls. Demon's awesome. Souls, yeah. I, I thought it would have been Assassin's Creed, as, you know, I'm a big fan of it, but... I haven't enjoyed the last few Assassin's Creed, so uh, I'll put that on the back burner, but I have played some of it now. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I actually watched um, some videos about the lore of Demon's Souls. I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to say Demon's Souls. Yeah. I, I got that from Zero Punctuation. Have you ever yeah, watched him? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and, he did it, and he always made sure he said Demon's Souls. Ah, Demon's Souls. That's how everyone talks about it, isn't it? But yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, no, it was quite cool. Because I've, I mean, I've watched videos of the lore of um, the first, uh, well, Dark Souls one, two, and three, and they're, they're incredible. I think I've said before on the podcast, I, I love the story. I like how it's not put, it's not in your face. You know, you have to search for the story. Yeah, yeah, I see yeah. what you mean. Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's not much you really give you when you start the game, is there? It's just kind of like go. That's yeah. it, you know, there's no yeah. introduction whatsoever, it's just get on with it. Yeah, and, and you, you find out a lot of the information from, like, items and uh, item descriptions and things like that, um, talking to characters. Yeah, and of course it's still bloody hard. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, um, it started off, like, because, it, like, um, it's like, it says something, like, go warrior, go forth and all that bollocks after you create your character. Of course I made uh, Barry Bummington again. Uh, excellent yes he's has returned and um literally went into this room and this giant monster was there and i remember seeing like a trailer of it or some bloke fighting it i know that you can kill it and i was like here we go so i literally walked up to him he swiped me once and he just went 
you died. I was like, oh, yeah. great. This is a <laughs> great introduction to the game. You don't actually have to kill the tutorial monster. The whole point no, is I that, know. Yeah, the whole point yeah. is to die, I think. But um, yeah, he took, yeah. I, I didn't even get a hit on him. Yeah. Just gutted. <laughs> yeah. I, I went for it. I, I gave it my best effort by looking at him. You know, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to talk about board games again, actually. The, uh, the, there's a Dark Souls board game. Is apparently it's not very good, but uh, when you open the box, it's just got a sheet on top of everything else. It's just a black sheet of paper that just says "You died." That's actually cool. <laughs> I thought that's awesome. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> uh, so, um, what have you been up to these days? And have you been playing anything good apart from your games? Like I always like to ask you. Yeah. Um, no, I've been playing Heroes of the Storm again, of course. Uh, a bit more Rocket League. We are. Rocket League's been really fun, actually, recently. Mm. Um, I, I play with, with Kelly, doubles with Kelly, uh, ranked doubles. And um, I'm, I'm, we're, we're about gold three. Yeah, that's not bad going, man. No, which is good. I think, I think we're about where we're supposed to be because pretty much every game that we play is a really good game. It's a tough game. It's a close game. So, like, when, when, you, when we lose, we're not too bothered because, you know... We, we play well against them. We don't just get our ass handed to us by people that are way too good. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's nice. It's nice. Like we we must have played a good thirty, forty games of it recently, and it's always every game is good, really close. Yeah, no, it's pretty epic, man. Yeah, I will get back to around playing with you at some point. I will install it on the PS Five when I can get around to it. But um, yeah. I got so much to play at the moment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm worried about my disk space getting used up quite quickly. <laughs> there was one game we played actually it was quite early on we were 3-0 down with like 20 seconds to go and we ended up winning 4-3 it was beautiful oh you know, that and good. It, yeah it wasn't luck either all the goals that we scored were played for yeah it was so fun <laughs> you just you just feel so good like godlike don't you when shit like that happens yeah <laughs> but um other than that i can't really say much has happened in in my world this could be a really short introduction then. We could could kick off with some games if you want to, if there's nothing else you want to talk about. Yeah, let's kick off, man. Yeah, I'll talk about Dizzy. Something I've been wanting to talk about for a little while now. Well, I, b- even before episode one, I said I wanted to play Dizzy. And uh, I played it. <laughs> this episode. <laughs> I haven't played a Dizzy game since the Spectrum. I um, played fast food Dizzy on the Spectrum. That was just so good. I, I really want myself at some point to play a Dizzy game. Yeah, there's a lot of them. I, I didn't actually write down how many, how many there were. I played Wonderland Dizzy. So this game was a remake of Magic Land Dizzy, which is the version that was intended to be released for the SNES. The source code was found by one of the Oliver twins who, who, were, the, who were the creators of it while he was searching for something else for like a, 
convention in his attic. All right. He he found the source code. It was on a single three and a half inch floppy disk. That's insane. Just looking around for something. And you're oh, I've got this game of Dizzy that I've never released before. That's insane. Yeah. So I think he gave it to one of their like mega fans or whatever who polished it up and turned it into an actual game. And then it was released as a playable version in 2015. So that was 25 years after the original Magic Land Dizzy was released. That's crazy, though. So what? obviously there's a floppy. What's that for? For the Commodore, was it? Or I don't know. I, I assume they would have... Um, would have had build machines like like consoles do. They have their own like the, the game devs have build machines. Yeah, they would have had their own like build machines. I don't know what it would have been, but yeah, it was it was it was source code for a SNES game. They're releasing it for the SNES. That's amazing. I love that. <laughs> yeah, little stories like that are brilliant. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the the original was developed by Big Red Software, Codemasters, and the Oliver Twins. Like I said. Uh, it was released on the Amstrad CPC, the ZX Spectrum, the Commodore 64, the Amiga, Atari ST, and MS-DOS. Uh, again, in, in 1990, like I said a minute ago. I, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people out there who don't know anything about the Dizzy franchise, so I'll talk about that a little bit. A little bit now. So um, for the people who don't know, the Dizzy games were, they were classed as adventure platform games. And you are an egg. You're an egg <laughs> with feet and hands, and I think you've got a hat. And you, you go around picking stuff up and then dropping them off in the right place. So there was a, a puzzle element to it, and that's what got me enjoying these games. There's, there's actually a term for the race of eggs that you are. Have you ever heard of that? No. <laughs> no. Uh, so. <laughs> it's, be some, it's got to do like, I don't know, like, like, I don't know, yoke or something, I don't know, or... I want to say you've probably heard it before then and just forgotten, but yeah, it's yoke folk. Yoke folk, no, no, that was a total guess. <laughs> <laughs> nice, yeah, good guess then. Thank you. <laughs> yoke folk. <laughs> uh, did you play many of them when you were younger? No, just the one on the Spectrum, that was it. Just I've, the one. I've got one on my Amiga 500, but I can't remember which one that is, but I've never played yeah. it before. So I'm not sure if they're all very similar to each other or if I played more than I realised. Because when I was playing this, I realised that I'd played it before. <laughs> I thought it was only Treasure Island Dizzy that I'd played. Now, there's one with a dragon. I don't think that's Treasure Island Dizzy. But I don't know which one it's in. But I, I chose this particular one. Uh, I think it was number four in the series it was classed as. Because I, I looked them up. And do you remember the treehouse bits? Yes. Yeah, they're yeah. rubbish bits. They're awful. I hate it's those like bits. It's platforming, isn't it, where you got... Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely hate those bits. So I looked them all up and tried to pick the one with the least tree... It's not really tree house, but like tree... Platforming. Bit. Platforms, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it could be tree houses. Uh, there is a house ended up in the trees. But uh, like Ewok kind of things. <laughs> they're, all, yeah. they're all in the trees, <laughs> yeah, aren't they? That's yeah. a good way of saying it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah i tried picking one that had the least amount of that in it as possible because like you said the, the the worst thing about these bits were you had to try and jump to other bits but sometimes they would be off to the next screen sometimes they would be up the next up in the next screen and you don't see it unless you sort of jump up and and have a look and then you've got to try and work out where you've got to get to 
And it was a bloody pain in the ass, those bits. I hated them. Yeah, I, I think I think they all had bits like that. I, I When I was looking, I was assuming I'd be able to find one that didn't have that. I thought maybe that was just the, only in the one that I'd played. But um, no, I think they've all got the little treehouse bits, which is annoying. I, I'm sure there was one of the games that I played where you've got to jump to the next sort of platform. I think it's on the next screen, possibly above you as well. And if you miss it, you end up in water. I think that is correct. Or you end up where something kills you. And it was a bloody pain in the ass. And another one, I think I think this was a Treasure Island one. There's a trap that comes down and traps you. But it's in the screen above you. So <laughs> you don't actually see it. You just walk underneath it and it comes down from above and traps you. Oh, no. If you go up in the treehouse up above it, you can see it. But the amount of times I, I was playing that one, and I completely forgot it was there, and I just got to walk underneath it again because I'm coming back the other way or something. It was, oh, I hate those bits. The game itself, though, it was a bloody good game. I, I really enjoyed it again. I really, really enjoyed playing Dizzy yeah, nostalgia, again. Nostalgia, isn't it, mate? Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was a lot smaller than I remember, but it was still still quite challenging. You didn't complete it, did you? Not quite. I almost did. Oh, do you know what? I almost had a completion the day as well. I had to stop myself. You had to stop before you completed it. I was trying to complete it. Oh, no, no. I was refusing in the end. I was like, I will not complete this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the hardest part was staying alive. I died so many times to the water bits. So the jumping in this is weird. Um, you can't jump diagonally. You have to sort of be walking before you jump, I think. Kind of like a run up then, is it? Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, when you jump, you do like a sort of front flip, but then when you land, you roll a couple more times. Oh. So you've always you've got your yeah, you've always got to account for that roll, and and I think I, I maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't actually don't know if you can press the back button to stop rolling. I never never thought of that. If I was an egg, though, the last thing I'd be doing is jumping around everywhere. <laughs> I mean, has he learned nothing from Humpty Dumpty? Like, <laughs> a very good point. Yeah, <laughs> I, I never just, thought of that. I like yeah. that. Awesome. What a knob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In this game, the goal was to save the five yoke folk that had been trapped. One was trapped in like a thorny bush, and you see him; his little feet are going, and you got to. I think you got to get a potion to wither away like the bush that's surrounding him. Uh, there's another one who's just lying down, sleeping, and you've got to wake him up somehow. There's a couple others, like... But the problem with this game was you could only carry three items. Do you oh. remember that? No, don't remember that. I started off okay. I did a few puzzles. Uh, you know, they weren't too difficult. I was doing all right. And then, then I hit a bit of a wall, which was fine. But my problem was... All of the items that I had found so far were basically scattered around the levels, around the like, different screens, around the level, around, around the whole game, really, I suppose, because I had probably unlocked most of the screens by this point. And yeah. I had found about 12 different things that I could be using at this point. So it was like I could only carry three of them, and I was forgetting where I put stuff. <laughs> it was a pain <laughs> in the ass. But... It, yeah, it got to a point where you kind of just want to trial and error stuff because it's, some of the things aren't always obvious. Yeah. Like there was one, you get a big stick 
and I thought like maybe I have to give it to a witch to like stir her cauldron or something. I did look it up, so even if I did complete this game, it I I wouldn't have counted it. You've got to hit this goat with a stick, and I was like, <laughs> you could have got there, like I said, with trial and error. Yeah, but that wouldn't. I don't think that would have been the first thing on people's minds. No. I... <laughs> and so, so and and so again, it wouldn't have been too bad if like you could just take all of your stuff over there and just keep trying stuff. No, you you have to go and get three different things, go somewhere and try those three things, then put them down, then go and get another three. So it would it would help to sort of keep all your items in specific places. Yeah. Like, or, or in one specific place that's close to everything else. Kind of like a storage area for you. Yeah. But yeah. I, I obviously didn't think of that. I was like, I was just finding things that I wanted. And I was like, oh, I think I need this. But my inventory's full. I need to put something down. What shall I put down? I don't know. So I was putting something down that I didn't think I'd found a use for yet. But I might have had the part open that needed it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, I was just putting it down to use this other thing. And then, and then maybe that uh, that new item that I'd got, it didn't work where I wanted it to work. So like, I'll be back to square one, but I now I'd put some items down in different places it was it was a bit of a pain but I, I suppose that was part of the fun of it that was part of the game but yeah for me it was a bit of a pain i'm, <laughs> I'm used to having unlimited inventory well, you and your world your warcraft yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah or i mean or generally like escape escape room games or adventure puzzly games like this boring games then no they're not, they're not boring no <laughs> no <laughs> But yeah, I was, waiting, uh, I was waiting for a bite then. <laughs> uh, I, I was waiting to think of something in, in good to say. <laughs> I, I didn't have a good response. <laughs> Another problem with it was that it didn't discard your used items. A, a lot of games do that. You, you yeah. usually use things once and then it gets rid of it. You can't pick it up again. But like everything that I'd already used, it gave back to me, I think, unless I'd given it away. And so I wasn't sure if I needed to use them again, yeah, so I was still carrying around. that would have around. been the problem I would have thought. I would have thought, oh, I, would, I still need to use this item later on, like, and kept it with me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was things like, I had to find a magic wand for somebody, and I gave that to him, and it wasn't in my inventory anymore. But there was another place where I needed a trampoline to get somewhere higher, and when I came down, the trampoline was still there. And there were other places that I couldn't, reach so i thought well, maybe i need to use a trampoline in other places uh but it wouldn't work even, even though it should have worked <laughs> thematically it should have but yeah he was just like no nah, i don't want to don't want to jump on this to, uh, here <laughs> i don't really feel like it i guess <laughs> i think i think there might have been one red herring as well which was just a bag of rubbish there might be another red herrings i think it was a lamp and a cloth that i didn't use but they might have been used somewhere. Yeah, you probably couldn't expect too much more from a game of this age. It was okay. I, you know, I enjoyed it again. It was good nostalgia. I wasn't sure whether I was going to say this, but it's a bit of a comp- confession. The uh, the version I had, it came up at the beginning. I, I I played it properly to start with, but at the beginning it said, "Oh, you can choose, you can choose um Dizzy or Daisy or both of them," um, and then it said, "Do you want to play?" Uh, I think it was classic or fun mode. 
So I went, oh, we're going to do fun mode. And then when you die, it just doesn't lose any lives. <laughs> so that's oh. how I managed to get so far because I would have got frustrated <laughs> with the the water bits. Yeah. Anything to do with water in the game sucks. Yeah. I've taught Chloe that, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're playing um, Sackboy on the PS5 at the moment. Yeah. And she's like, oh, daddy, water level was, oh, no. I'm like, yeah, you know it. <laughs> like, <laughs> what about... No, I was going to say Blitzball. Is that in water? Blitzball is in water, yes. I think, yeah. What, the Final Fantasy X, you mean? Yeah, either it's in water and they yeah, can breathe water. underwater. Or yes. the flying is anti-grab. Uh, they're, f- they're swimming underwater. Yeah, they are swimming, okay. Yeah. That was good. Blitzball was okay, yeah, yeah. I spent a lot, bl- a lot of time playing that. Yeah, I didn't actually mind that. I remember there was like a like a specific item or a weapon that you might have got if you tried uh, if you won the first time you played it because I remember the whole purpose was to take on a team that destroy you but yeah. I had to keep resetting it and then watch this whole giant cutscene and uh, I just did it about a hundred <laughs> times and finally won I can't believe yeah. I got out of it now a hundred times no sorry uh, was that no was it one one hundred no, a billion that was a it a billion oh okay yeah. excellent sorry it was a billion times <laughs> 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 cookie counting logic yeah <laughs> I can't think of any other underwater things that were okay but uh, anyway yeah back to um, back to Dizzy it was, oh, well, I was pretty much done with Dizzy anyway so the, the Dizzy franchise you probably remember uh, there was a lot of games don't you a million sorry a billion a games a billion yeah uh, so um, I mean going on the the Wikipedia uh, there, there were quite a few remakes, but I would say there was probably like twelve to fifteen games, um, like or, original games, maybe That's more. Mad, isn't it? Yeah, maybe, maybe closer to twelve. Yeah, twelve. To, it was a, there was a lot of them. Some of them, some of them were like mini games. So, like the fast food one you said about. Yeah. That's not actually like the normal Dizzy games, is it? It's like that is quite a puzzly game. I think you haven't you got to push food around you know what? i haven't played it in about 30 years i can't remember it <laughs> i think that's all you do yeah i i tried to actually find if i've got it on my screen right here i've just got images there. i haven't got a video playing but yeah okay i can't remember there were a few games like that that they, they, they just bought out i don't know yeah just different different styles to the original original games but i, I don't think they went down too well ah they're a bit more like arcade type type of games so I think they were designed for arcades at the time because they were massive when when the Dizzy games were big. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't remember when they first started, actually. Maybe like 1983 was the first one. Oh, the year I was born. Some, something like that. But yeah, there were absolutely loads of them. And towards the end of their lifetime, I think I think there was like three that were remade in the 2010s. I don't know the story of stories of the other ones. I don't know if um, the guy found them in his loft what <laughs> attic or whatever I think it was an attic yeah. area loft whatever at the same time as he found the the one that I played uh, but they did actually run a kickstarter to try and bring it back oh please do that'd be so good it, it failed the kickstarter failed no way really yeah but something else happened I can't remember I'm not sure if they did maybe there just wasn't much exposure for the first one maybe they did another one or maybe maybe they, they were just in talks with the people who were doing the new spectrum that's coming out is it spectrum next yes yeah and so i think i'm pretty sure they they are going to be bringing out another dizzy 
for that. But again, I think it's a remake of one of their old ones. Oh. I can't remember now. I should have bloody remembered that. I should have written it down. But <laughs> there will be another Dizzy game coming out. Oh, I would love that. I must admit, I'm, I'm quite tempted to buy the new Spectrum, but. <laughs> uh, do I really need it? <laughs> yeah. But their story is a bit weird to me. It's a bit odd. Because, like, the Dizzy franchise was massive. In the, yeah, in the it's, day, it's like, Codemasters anyway, isn't it? I yeah, mean... it was Codemasters, but they were they were the people who came up with the idea of the game, came up with like the, the story, as opposed to the yoke folk. <laughs> yeah, so the I mean, lore. It, yeah, it was it was their creation. So I assume it's it's not been relevant for what twenty five, thirty years, something like that. Yeah, and they're still hanging on to it, but also. I I think if I had done that, if I was like massively famous and then just dropped off, I think maybe I would still be clinging on to that one thing that was huge and trying to bring it back, hoping that people. I don't know. I think I I think I probably would. I would as well. Yeah. So yeah. it's like I, I I can see both sides. I I think it's a bit sad, but also I think it's a bit cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Keep clinging on, boys. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it is good. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, I enjoyed it again. I probably, if if I could get infinite lives, I probably would go and play the rest of them. But I, because yeah, of the, the god-awful controls, I would just get fed up if I'm playing them properly. Or, or things like deliberate traps above you that you can't see. Like I said, like, it would just frustrate me <laughs> when I, when I lose all of my lives. <laughs> yeah, so, um, would you want to talk about your first game? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll stick with the uh, the underwater theme then, shall I? Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Yes, that was a nice segue. That was very good, my friend. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Speaking of underwater, yes. under the sea. Oh, Under yes. the sea. I don't know anymore. Darling, gets was it? Darling, it's better. When it is wetter, take it from me. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I always listen to crabs. Yeah. Right, um... <laughs> <laughs> so yes the uh, first game i will be playing was uh i would say chosen by me but it wasn't it was chosen by my daughter so uh, i had to play ariel the little mermaid tune as well. Uh, this game was released in 1992, developed by Blue Sky Software, and the platform was the Mega Drive only, which I found quite unusual. Yeah. Because um, all the other games were all like all the Disney ones we remember were on the SNES and the Mega Drive, like, you know, Aladdin, Lion King. So, um, that was fun. Uh, hey, fun fact time for you as well, a Master System version was released exclusively <laughs> In what country? I'll give you a guess. Japan. No. America. No. UK. No. No, no. I'll give you one more. Okay. Uh, so let's try and think about this logically. Oh, don't think logically. Oh, okay. 
Kazakhstan. Can- no. Oh, we watched Borat 2 the other day. Oh, yeah, I've watched half of it so far. Yeah. <laughs> it was <laughs> released in Brazil. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why just Brazil, but apparently they're Little Mermaid fans. Then they are. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so everyone knows the awesome Disney games on the Mega Drive. We have Aladdin and Lion King, you know, very popular. Yeah. Um, this game is never talked about that much. No. And I know why. You know why. <laughs> why, why, why? Guess why? You have a guess. Was it rubbish? It was absolutely crap. Yes, it was. It was a stupid game. It was a stupid game indeed, sir. Oh. <laughs> the funny thing was, actually, uh, Chloe picked this for me. She must have sat down for about five minutes with me. And then she buggered off. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, thanks for this. <laughs> so I sat there and played the rest of the game by myself. Uh, the plot of this game, as we all know, story to film. Not story to film. Uh, even uh, video film to video game stories are not always the uh, the same, are they? No. And the uh, the developers do not let this down. Yeah, this story is absolutely stupid again. Nothing to do with the film. <laughs> you are in control of Ariel or uh, King Titan. So you've got a choice out of those two. Uh, you've got to navigate through underwater levels and have you to rescue other mermaids who have changed into some sort of weird sea creature things i don't know what they are once you've rescued all of them on the stage you can proceed to the boss fights which i found quite cool boss fights and little mermaid uh, there are a total of five stages all together and the final stage would be the boss fight against ursula well i did three out of the five and i had to stop myself because i was finding this very easy i was like i could actually complete it i could be the first one but i just thought to myself i could have completed it but we are men podcasting badly and we do not finish <laughs> games. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I kept true. I kept true to our, our, our motto. Yeah, I, did, I didn't know that was a thing. I just, we didn't complete stuff because we didn't get a chance to. <laughs> oh, I just thought because we're men podcasting badly. I like I like that logic. So yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have to stick to that from now on. Oh, okay. I, oh, I didn't realize I was the only one. <laughs> <laughs> I did it because I didn't want to be like the only one who completed stuff. Well, I don't like I have time. I'm not always I want to complete half these games anyway. Sometimes I don't want to play these games. <laughs> <laughs> what I found about crap games these days is that um, a lot of people seem to put uh, the developers put a lot of time into the title screen and don't put a lot of content in the actual game. The title screen was bloody amazing, you know, playing under the sea, you know, yeah. lots of fish from the background. They look really good. The rest of the game though was was crap. And um, at the time, well, Clue was with me. We had a little sing along to the actual tune, so that was that was cool. After that screen, you can pick your character. Like I said before, uh, Ariel or Titran. Uh, I chose Ariel because, well, it's the Little Mermaid, isn't it? It gives you uh, a list of the controls as well. Uh, you've got normal weapon, super weapon, <laughs> <laughs> and um, cool fish friend. I um, didn't write actually anything about the super weapon. I can't remember I even pushed that button, in all fairness. But <laughs> <laughs> considering there's only three buttons on the Mega Drive, <laughs> I only pushed two of them. So after this, I finally started the crap game anyway. It was level one, The Reef. First impressions of this was it was screaming at me. It echoed the bloody dolphin. Now, you oh, wouldn't yeah. know. Yes, well, you, you, you played this in one of the earlier podcasts, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to talk about comparing these games too much, but um, what I can remember is with 
echo the dolphin what you probably remember is there's a lack of like guidance in the game you're sort of thrown in the deep end and it's just like what the hell do what yeah exactly you're thrown in yeah. the deep end and you don't know what you're doing at the time yeah yeah well this is kind of like it but there's one handy feature in this you've got a map and um, you've got like flashing bits on the map where you have to go to but at least this gives you some sort of direction where you have to go because otherwise i would have been because it's exactly the same the same layout as echo it's just rocks everywhere and you gotta navigate around everything yeah okay yeah it was just it was the same i mean i thought to myself actually i don't actually even like echo the dolphin that sucks it's a terrible game yeah it wasn't too bad it was all right but i don't know it was just crap i don't like it well, to, I think towards the end, I worked out it was like a puzzly game, more of a puzzly game than I originally thought. Yeah, which is yeah, probably why you is. probably why you don't like it. Yeah, probably why. Also, it just sucks. <laughs> right, uh, you can swim in any direction, but it does feel like that uh, Ariel has a turning circle of a large bus. <laughs> she seems to be like really, I don't know, clunky. It feels like you know, yeah, re- re- really hard to navigate with. Um, now, uh, no video game is not complete, or movie video game is not complete, without stupid weapons. Right. This, this game is obviously no different. So, um, again, I only pushed the button, the uh, normal weapon. But um, do you want to have a guess what her weapon is? Starfish. No. That would be sensible. Okay. Uh... Actually, I, no, I get why, actually, now she has this weapon. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought of it. Yeah. She has musical notes. Ah. Well, she sings, doesn't yeah. she? <laughs> so that does actually make sense. I was gonna, literally going to rip into this now. Cut that out. It's fine. Okay. But then she is throwing out mo- musical notes with her hand, though, which I don't get. Yeah, no, that doesn't make sense. No, um, you get infinite musical notes, so you can literally spam your weapon as much as you want. The enemies in this game range from, like, eels to clams, and you fight the odd shark now and then. You name anything under the water, it's pretty much in this game. You can collect keys, which are uh, unusually floating around as well. You know, as all metal objects yeah, do float. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you unlock chests with these keys, which have health in. I um, got to the part to the sta- part of a stage where I couldn't move through it. It was like these kind of like um, rocks, uh, which um, actually I never actually just copy. Okay, the dolphin just does because I think that you can use like a a move where you flash forward quite quickly, don't you? you push rocks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, this is where your your fish friend comes into play. Okay. So my fish friend was um, is it Flounder. Is it the yellow and blue dude? Yeah, I think that's his name. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he uh, you call upon him, and the little fish that's half the size of Ariel pushes his large boulder out the way, <laughs> <laughs> which I found funny. There are other um, fish friends in the game. Uh, you can purchase them from the seagull. I can't actually know what seagull's name is. There's like a picture floating in the sea of the seagull. You touch it and it takes you to a shop. Right. <laughs> massively, I know, it's, it's odd, isn't and it? Unless you buy and other you, fish friends. Yeah, there was like some sort of like swordfish where I think he digs up like soil on the floor to uncover treasure. Oh, that's quite cool. So they have, yeah, they have different abilities each. Uh, so I like that. Yeah, like each of them have different abilities. And the other one was, um, I think, it, is it Sebastian the Crab? His name is? I <laughs> think so. Yeah, I actually don't know what he did. I just couldn't be bothered with him, quite frankly. 
After um, I finally swam around everywhere and I was touching these ill things and turning people into mermaids again, I um, when you've done all that, uh, it's basically fighting the boss. That is the whole point of the game. It's just literally turning people from weird sea creatures into mermaids. That's the whole point of the game, really. Cool. Uh, anyway, the boss. Now, I don't actually remember this being in the film, but I went with it anyway. <laughs> uh, it was a giant head, which looked like Dalcine from Street Fighter, <laughs> attached to a mountain in a fiery cave. What? <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is this all about? He, fire, he spits fireballs at you, and the whole obvious purpose is to swim around it and uh, attack it. But there was one annoying thing about the game I didn't like there was um when you were hitting this boss, there was no indicator that you'd been hit. Oh, so I hate that. Usually with bosses, it would, like it would flash or something, wouldn't yeah. it? Or like a, a health bar would go down. There was nothing. So I was there for ages hitting the hitting the and I was like, I was not doing anything. And I was already on my last nerve with this game already. So I was going, Oh, just bloody kill her. Just kill Ariel now. <laughs> and then um yeah, literally killed him when I had literally like just like a gnat's dick away from the health and basically. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was a battle to the death and uh, I unfortunately won. <laughs> I, I, unfortunately won. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't want to continue after this. I was like, oh, really? By then, like I said, Chloe's already buggered off and she was doing something else. Yeah. <laughs> I sat here playing Little Mermaid by myself. Did it give you, did you, did it refill your health for the next level? Yeah, yeah, everything was fine again. Uh, it's not one of those, like, it's not like, it's not Demon Souls of the Disney games. It was fine, <laughs> like, you know. I suppose the Demon Souls of Disney games would be Bloody Lion King. I was going to really? say that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was hard, man. But I'm sure I completed that with my cousin, Dave Hill. Yeah. Uh, you and Dave deserve, like, trophies. I don't remember it being hard. Oh, man, I've gone back to that game, and I was just like, piss off this I game. I need to try it again, I think. Yeah. Because I'm sure there, there must yeah. have... I, I'm, I'm obviously going to be wrong, but I don't remember it being hard. Oh, man, it's difficult. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it brings you to tears almost. It's just so <laughs> stupid, you know? Especially those monkeys that got to toss you around. That was just awful, that was. It wasn't even hard, that bit. It's just irritating. Yeah. <laughs> Finding the right combination again puzzles. Yeah. Well, you um, you reminded me of something a minute ago when you said that the boss, uh, you didn't show that it had been hit. Yeah. Back in the very first episode when I played Castle of Illusion, I got to a dragon that was just before the witch who was the last boss, and that was exactly the same thing. I didn't know if I was hitting him, so I I assumed I didn't know how to hit him, but apparently oh. I did, and I should have been able to get past it but i didn't know what i was doing <laughs> it's frustrating isn't it it's just, just, a, just a little hit would be nice wouldn't it yeah um like yeah i remember like there was it a teenage mutant ninja turtles 2 game or whatever it is when you're like hitting like the enemy it always makes a noise you're like pew, pew, ah, and you're like ah good indicator yeah yeah definitely the rest of the game was pretty much the same really it's just underwater levels but with a different skin you know <laughs> it was um the next level after that was the sunken ships level it was full of um skeleton pirates and the boss was a, a shark atlantis was the next level after that uh, a lot of killer statues you go to atlantis in echo the dolphin you do but was there killer statues i don't know i didn't do it 
I just saw the YouTube video of it. But again, there was there killer statues in the film. I don't think so. Probably not. No. <laughs> no. And then um, after that, I obviously didn't play. It now I was just like sod this game. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> the next level was the Medusa. I'm guessing there's a woman with snake heads. I don't know. Yeah. So the next level, uh, funny enough, well, the level after this was named The Cave, but I felt like I spent three levels um, swimming around Cave, so I don't know why this level was any more special, calling it The Cave. Maybe they just run out of things to call it. Yeah. <laughs> the final boss, obviously, was against Ursula. I could have watched it on YouTube, but I chose not to. Um, my view on this game really is um, it's alright but it's not for grown men Um, I think children at the time would have enjoyed it not for grown men are you a grown man (laughs) Uh, (laughs) well in the morning I am Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's yeah it's shite really (laughs) I don't recommend if anyone's listening right now and you want to play a Disney game this is not the one it's not the there's one. Plenty more, there's plenty more out there. So uh, there you go, my friend. Excellent. I don't, know if, I don't know if I could give you any segue into your game whatsoever. Cool. Well, my second game uh, I'm, is something I was surprised that you'd never heard of. Very surprised. It's a PS1 game uh, called Clonoa. I yeah, no idea about this. No. So with playing it, I, I found out the the full title is Clonoa Door to Phantom Isle. Door to Phantom Isle. Yeah, uh, but it's not not like as in island. It's like Phantom and then I L E at the end. Hmm. So it's not. So I was literally just googling this game. Yeah, yeah. It's not <laughs> Phantom Isle, and it was a it was a two point. Don't don't look at it yet. Don't look at it yet. Don't look at it yet. Okay, Stop it. I've literally closed, closed, closed. <laughs> it was a 2.5D platform game on the PS1, like I said. Uh, developed a by what? a 2.5D platform game. A 2.5? That's why I said not look at it. Okay, you're going to elaborate on this, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, developed by Namco and released in 1997. Oh, again, I guess you were too busy with your swords and your... Well, it's definitely in 1997. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so before I get into it, shall we discuss exactly what 2.5D means? Because I had to look it up. Does it mean anything to you? <laughs> God knows. It's kind of like, it's not a full 3D world, but it's kind of like almost, I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> yeah, so um, so I, I did look up the definitions for for all of them. 2D games are linear. The character may move in different directions within the screen but ultimately it's a forward motion that has a start point and an end point the movement in 3d games is as a rule unrestricted and the character may explore the world in any direction in a two and a half dimension 
2.5D, alternatively 3 quarters and pseudo 3D. I don't even know what that means. I just copy and pasted this from a website. <laughs> but <laughs> Perspective. Does it begin with W? No, hang on, yes. Yes, I'm, I'm talking about that as well. <laughs> the two and a half dimension perspective is either 2D graphical pro- projections and similar techniques used to cause images or scenes to simulate the appearance of being three-dimensional, when in fact they are not, or gameplay in an otherwise three-dimensional video game that is restricted to a two-dimensional plane with a limited access to the third dimension. By contrast, games using 3D computer graphics without such restrictions are said to use true 3D. So yeah, I, I tried googling, I came across quite a decent forum with a, with a good discussion on this. Yeah. But ultimately, the, it got down to the last person in, in the discussion. He just said, just go to Wikipedia. The first paragraph has a pretty decent explanation. <laughs> and and I, I thought, like, it just reminded me of when you're like in school or college and they'd say not to use Wikipedia. But Wikipedia is just, it's got all the... The most yeah. relevant knowledge, not all the crap in between. <laughs> so, so I just thought that was a bit funny that you know I tried to use other means, and it just said go to Wikipedia, just <laughs> do it. Also, while we're here actually talking about Wikipedia, uh, if anyone out there would like to create a men podcasting badly Wikipedia page and talk about us, that would be lovely. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good idea. I never never yeah. thought of that. <laughs> you can say whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Within reason, but yeah, one one of the best explanations I saw on the on the forum before getting to the just go to Wikipedia was um it said sometimes it means something rendered in three D that only has a two D playing field, which makes the most sense I would say. I, I, there can't have been that many two point five D games. I don't know, but um, well, it's the first time I've ever heard of it. Is it? <laughs> okay. So with, with that out of the way... I've never heard of a 2.5 game. Really? <laughs> so this was an absolutely fantastic game. I, I had never actually played it before. Uh, it, it was uh, I remember seeing it in the shop when I worked there. I saw it like on the shelves and, and whatever. Never actually bothered playing it. Mm. it. I don't think it sold that well either, but it was a really good game. You start off... You are some sort of anthropomorphic creature. You look a bit like a cat... Mm. Uh, you, you, and you carry you carry a ring bound spirit. It's called. Um, it's just a, just like a circle, a sphere that hangs around you. <laughs> like yeah. I don't know. Uh, uh, called Hugh Pow, when uh, and that is your weapon. Hugh <laughs> Pow. Yeah. H U E P O W. It probably doesn't really make a difference. Mm. I um, didn't probably didn't need to say that. But uh, but that is your weapon. You uh, you can throw it out and you capture enemies, similar to what you you you've maybe imagined Kirby doing. Is it Kirby that sucks them in? All right, yeah. Yeah. So once you've once you've captured yeah. the enemies, you sort of hold them above your head, and you can throw them, throw them at other enemies. Later on in the game, that's needed. You you come across enemies that are wearing like these massive armor suits, and the only way to get rid of the armor is to throw another enemy into them, which is quite cool. You can also use them to double jump, so you can jump and then jump again, and it sort of jumps off of them up to a platform higher. But also, if you pressed either up or down and and sort of threw them, you threw them into the screen or towards you, 
which was quite cool. I suppose that was part of the yeah. 2.5D. So sometimes there would be collectibles in the background or some maybe something in the foreground. Yeah. So you throw them into the screen like that. It was, it was really quite cool. I, I think I missed quite a few of them because I didn't realize you could do that. I assumed I would come across them later on. Yeah. I didn't I didn't say this was a platform game, did I? I'm rubbish. But yeah, this, No, you haven't, no. actually. How rude of you. Uh, basically, yeah, this is a platform <laughs> game. Uh, it was really good. <laughs> Let's carry on. <laughs> it was very much 2D. Like I said, that, that was the definition of 2.5D, but the camera followed you. So it wasn't just a straight line like something like Sonic. You would have like... You'd have the, the path, maybe it would sort of curl in towards you. So as you go around that path, the yeah. camera sort of turned, it angled. So you're you're st- it's still facing you, you're exactly the same place, but you can see different things in the background now. And sometimes, like, it would sort of loop around itself. So you can see the path that you're going towards. And then once you're on the other side, you can see the path that you've already been on. And that's another thing, like, with the throwing, throwing the uh, enemies into the background you could probably throw things into enemies that are on the on the on part of the level that you haven't even got to yet which was which was really quite cool i really enjoyed that part of it this game seems pretty epic actually yeah <laughs> yeah there, there were also sections where they sort of overlapped so there was like a cro- uh, like a crossover maybe one was like above the other and if you jumped onto the bit above you the camera would like swing round 90 degrees completely and you would be on that pathway now. Mm. So like if, as you're looking at it to start with, before you get onto it, it looks like you should be walking into the screen a bit like Crash Bandicoot sort of thing, but it doesn't. It right, swings yeah. round, so it is still 2D. I guess that's where the 2, 2.5D comes in as well. But it was it was really quite cool. I was like, I was I was quite addicted to this game. I wanted to complete this as well. How far did you get? Uh, I got to the fourth level out of seven. Oh, good effort. Yeah. I was playing it for a long time. <laughs> As I always say, I play it over two days usually. I play them both, play both the games one evening and then I play them again the next evening while I, and I'm typing about them at the same time. But I didn't actually finish the write-up of this game because when I got back to playing the second day, I played Dizzy for a oh. long time again so i was playing dizzy <laughs> till about half past 11 at night and i'd not written a thing yet oh my so, god really? yeah so uh, I, I was oh, writing for my games it's like i was just so in shock how crap they were i couldn't stop writing <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no, i really wanted to complete this because like the bosses were really fun as well all right i didn't actually i haven't written about the bosses at all but like i think one of the bosses you're say you're on like a horseshoe type of level uh, platform yeah. and the the bit sort of closest to the screen is where the gap is and you've got bombs coming round each side towards you and the, the enemy is like on this dolphin in the middle and um, sort of he comes towards you stays above the gap and then the dolphin jumps over the horseshoe towards you and you sort of got to dodge that and then you've got to you've got to sort of capture this this king and throw him into the dolphin as it's jumping over. But the whole time you're sort of jumping over these massive bombs that are coming towards you as well. It's, uh, it was really cool. I I really wanted to see more of the game. Yeah. See, see, because it was gradual as well. All the cool things that it had in the game, it didn't just chuck them all in. I suppose it's like a lot of games. 
But yeah, it didn't just chuck in every cool thing from the beginning. It was like, it would just add little bits as it was going. Yeah. Um, even by the way you're describing it right now, you can tell how much you enjoy it. You know, you, I mean, obviously, I I can see you right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can tell how much you like this awesome. game. Yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I wrote a bit that bit about the story. I'm not really sure how it flows, but the next thing I wrote was a story. So, um, <laughs> I think there was a princess in this one, but she's not the main focus. So I couldn't say the princess is in another oh. whatever. Yeah. So yeah, this girl is called Lefies, Lefies, L-E-P-H-I-S-E. I think she, yeah. I think she is quite important in the story, but she's not the most important. She's not being kidnapped to to take her away from you or something. It turns out that she knows a song, song of peace or something like that. I can't, I can't remember what exactly what it was. Yeah. But it's meant to do something really, really good. <laughs> I don't know what it is. And there's, 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 um, there's this bad guy. His name is Gadius. Gadius. G-H-A-D-I-U-S. Good bad guy name, that one. <laughs> that is it? a true, yeah. true bad guy name. Um, and <laughs> he's, he's coming from, like, some doom kind of dimension. I think it's doom dimension, dark dimension, something like that. I don't know. Uh, you you can tell I paid a lot of attention to this story. <laughs> it was... You're doing well so far. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. But yeah, so there's something he's trying to do. He's trying to he's he's trying to <laughs> be victorious. He's trying to do something bad. Let's just say that he's trying to do something really bad, and it's not. But the only thing that can stop him is this song that Lifies can sing. So he oh. captures her, like she, she's unconscious at some point, and he, he captures her and takes her away so she can't sing this song. And without her being able to sing the song, he can do exactly what he wants. So you are trying to stop him. Like you, I, you kind of care about her, but she is not the main focus of the story. So that's why I didn't really think I could do the whole princess is in another doom dimension <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, I yeah, I see what you mean. I don't know, it's, <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it is quite cool. It's it's definitely a very Japanesey feel to it. Yeah, I like. I, it, that's what I was thinking. It's got it's like a massive RPG feel to it. Yeah, hasn't it? are you watching it still? Did you did you get back up to no, watch it? I don't even know what they get. I I don't even know how to spell it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was just searching at the time um, for, for games for you. Ah, cool. <laughs> I am listening to you, but I am trying to think ahead. Um, yeah, it's a very Japanesey feel. Like the story, it just feels really Japanesey. Like at one point, the, there's, yeah. there's a waterfall that's running backwards, and it's very magical. Well, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a land that is powered by dreams. So, yeah, it's... Uh... Oh, Little Nemo, is it? <laughs> yeah, this one was actually good, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know it was a good game yeah you're in denial <laughs> what else is there to say about this game i've talked about how good it was i've talked about how good it was <laughs> the enemies there was obviously a few puzzly bits to it which was kind of good i mean i've thought about that though and there's gonna be puzzly bits in every platform game because otherwise yeah if they just try to keep making it harder and harder and harder, the end the end levels are just going to be almost impossible because it's the yeah the people will just give up, won't they? Yeah, it'll be the platform part of it that they make harder each time, so they have to put in bits, I guess. 
they're like more puzzly like it might take you a little bit of time to do train i haven't done that for a while no you haven't yeah. actually. well it's because we um <laughs> we, we have the windows closed now because it's cold outside <laughs> over the summer the windows were always open slightly ah uh, yeah so you can hear them very well <laughs> i think oh i oh, i did i i'm gonna written down but i did actually read about the ending it turns out that you're not actually from this world and and your hupo whatever it is it's just he's like some prince of some world and he turns out and goes i'm gonna send you back to where you came from <laughs> whatever oh yeah it's, it's quite cool yeah. very rpg very japanese yeah reminds me a bit of uh nuni kuni uh, i've never played that love it such a good game yeah first one was brilliant i, I really loved the first one um Funny enough, never completed the first one. Bought the second one, I completed that. But um, first one uh, was turn-based. Right. Second one was an action RPG. Okay. I was a little bit upset about. I thought I like turn-based. You know? <laughs> it's nice to keep that alive, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. There were, I think there were. Um, ah, I know what I was going to say about the levels in this are very non-linear as well, which is really cool. Uh, I, I was gutted because I always found when I'd finished the level, there was probably bits of the level that I didn't see. And probably cool yeah. stuff in those bits. I mean, there was... I think you could collect six bits of collectibles. <laughs> I don't know what they're called. <laughs> uh, I, 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 honestly, honestly, I don't know what they were called. But um, when you finish the level, it says, like, that's the, that's the people that you saved. I think there's six people in, in each level to save. But there are, were also, like, secret areas and, like, bonus areas. That's the right one. Bonus areas. Right. And I never found a single one of them, so I don't know what they were. Oh. Yeah, I, I loved how... <laughs> Maybe like, they were more secret than bonus there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I loved how uh, cool these levels were, you know? Like, it was so mm. nice and colourful and everything. I can't... I, I want to I wanna keep talking about this game, but I think I've covered everything and there's not much else to talk about. Well, quite frankly... Um... When you tell me how to spell it, I'll look it up. And also, I'm actually wouldn't mind giving it a go myself because <laughs> it does sound pretty awesome. Yeah, well, it's uh, K-L. Oh, I've been spelling it with a C. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> well, clone nowhere, that's what I was going with. Yeah. Was it C K K L L O N O A. Yeah, I would never guess that. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Like I said, I would, I would love, I really want to keep talking about this. But I think I've covered everything. <laughs> everything that I came across anyway, there's probably there probably is more to talk about. Oh. Like I said, the bosses were really cool. That's uh Oh, uh there was a second one for the PS two apparently. I bet that was even better. Yeah, I was just looking at that like, you know, if, yeah. If they kept it two point five D, I think if they tried to turn it into something different, it might not have been so good. Because yeah, well, I was thinking maybe one of the reasons why this was so good is because they didn't try to push themselves so much. Because, like, PS1 was when games did start going to 3D. And yeah. and we discovered from when I did Earthworm Jim that um, when when they tried making that into 3D to sort of compete with things like Mario 64 and other Probably games. Like Sonic. Yeah, it oh, was just awful. Terrible. So Some games should not just go to it. Some games just belong 2D, don't they, really? Yeah, so so I thought maybe because, like, this, th they were able to put more into it because they kept it 2.5D. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that's, let's say that's Clone Noah done. It was a fantastic game. Go for it. Well, talking of fantastic games, this is certainly not one of them. 
Right. <laughs> the game that I played was Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Nintendo. Oh yeah, I'd never, I've never heard of this one. Never knew it existed. Oh, surprise you haven't. This is a, uh, this is something special. Obviously, <laughs> I'm, a, I have a little quest in life, don't I, for this pod uh, to uh, play the video games that no one should play, and uh, to find out which are the worst ones ever. This one here was published by Bandai and developed by Advanced Communication Company. Cool. God knows who they are. Yeah, never well, heard of fresh them. out to them. Well. <laughs> Again, I imagine this is the only game they have made. It was released first in Japan in 1988, and the rest of the world was 1989, a year later. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde is a 1988 side-scrolling action video game. It is based, here we go, loosely, <laughs> and I mean loosely, on the, uh, the 1886 novel, Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. What? Platforms? Did you say it was based oh, on? Oh, sorry, it's just a NES. Oh, did you did you say that? No, oh, I did not actually. Okay. I do believe it is just a NES. I usually write down a whole list, don't I? But I believe it's just a NES. This one. Cool. Sorry. The uh, the story of the game is based on Robert Louis Stevenson's novel with uh, Doctor Jekyll on his way to his forthcoming wedding to Miss Maleficent. The game's ending depends on which character Jekyll or Hyde reaches the church first. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, so it's a little bit of a twist here, right? Um, right, uh, as we know, I use the uh, picking game for myself to play the worst of the worst games out there. This game <laughs> is definitely in the category of Jesus Christ, what were they thinking? <laughs> 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 for sure. <laughs> uh, uh, right, the, the reception of this game. Um, in 2004, uh, Game Informer reviewed the game. And in their retro review section, they gave this uh, five... Out of a hundred. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, ending the review saying, flawed on every fundamental level. <laughs> so this is right up my street there. Yeah. Um, Dr. Jacko and Mr. Hyde is possibly the most unplayable garbage available on the net. <laughs> In 2018, Eurogamer placed the game as number eight of the list of top ten worst games of the 80s. Oh dear. Do you have that list? So, do, you, do you know what the list was? Oh, do you know I should have got the list? You should have got the list. Damn it. I imagine... It, I, I would have said E.T. was number one anyway. Probably. I mean, it did cause a video game crash. That's pretty impressive, really, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> with such scores and high reviews such as this, I was overjoyed with full of mixed emotions. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at the front cover, actually... Doesn't look too bad to be fair. There's a picture of um, Jekyll and Hyde, like half, like they're like there's like Two Face actually. It's a kind of half and half. It looks pretty decent. You should Google it. You know, it was quite a good drawn effort actually. It was. Yeah. But then it does look like if you order Two Face from Wish. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not perfect, 
but it's pretty decent, like, you know? Right, so I started the game, an interesting fact about the title music, actually. It was the same song used on Rygar on the NES. Now, have you ever played Rygar before? No. No, yeah. The only Rygar game I ever played, actually, funny enough, was on the PS2, and it's been the butt of jokes between me, Kev, and Simon for years. I checked the, the reason of this, why they both had the same music in the game, and um, it's because it's by the same composer. Yeah. So um, they obviously didn't really want to spend any more money <laughs> than they have to on this. So I, I finally started playing the game, and um, I, uh, I began as uh, Jekyll, and I was outside, and um, there were people walking around me uh, and walking towards me. Of course, this is a side-scrolling from left to right. Jekyll walks, like, incredibly slow. Like, he, um, he's got a wedding to go to. You don't, you wouldn't think that he was really happy about this, the way he was walking. No. <laughs> it could seem slow, though, due to the fact that everyone else was like they were on uh, Usain Bolt on drugs because all the townspeople were sort of, like flying around left and right across the screen. And to my shot, though, uh, the townspeople were hurting me. Don't know why. You're, no just a normal why. Per- you're a normal person walking to his wedding. But apparently everyone has beef against you. <laughs> so I was starting to think this game was actually set in the same universe as uh, Ray 2020, actually, funny enough. Because um, also, not just people had beef with you. All the, all the animals in the world decided that they wanted to kill you on your way to your wedding as well. <laughs> <laughs> they were your typical, your bugs, your spiders. Oh, uh, there, was a, there was townspeople walking around throwing bombs at me. Bombs? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, these people really want you dead, you know? <laughs> <laughs> The range of those bombs, though, were mental. It was like, they would drop a bomb, and I could be literally a few feet away from it, and it would still hit me. Yeah. Even though the explosion would only be like, like a little explosion, but it would hit you from quite far away, so you really had to make sure that you were far away, even though you were walking at snail's pace. One hit, you're dead with them. Really? Literally, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the fact that the range is really massive as well, one hit kills was fantastic. Just, just what I really needed, you know, to make me really enjoy this game even more. After you died, though, you didn't actually die. You turned into hide. Okay. And now, this is the bit where you side scroll from the right of the screen to the left. So you start from the beginning of the stage, what you would have done with Jekyll, but on the opposite side of the screen and now you're walking your way from the church from right to left right (laughs) (laughs) right um yeah i lasted about yeah 10 seconds then i was killed a a bolt of lightning come down and killed me so here's the deal with the game right this you this is blow your mind this is how freaking stupid it is if you die say for instance i was i was jackal and i died just outside the church right and then I turned into Hyde. If I get to the church or the place where Jekyll died, you would die as Hyde. <laughs> wow. Right? You, when you're the monster Hyde, you can't go back to the same spot where Jekyll do, died, or you would die and game over would happen. You would have to try and turn him back into Jekyll again by killing monsters on the screen. Right. And you have to do it in a, like, a certain amount of time as well. Okay. The, the game is, is mad, isn't it? It doesn't make any sense. No, like, you know, I so don't understand yeah, that. <laughs> when, yeah, so when you're the monster hide, you can't go back to where... You can't go to the um, Jekyll's resting spot, his death spot. 
Otherwise, you die for some reason. Well, kind of like time travel. You can't be in the same place as your yeah. alternate self. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's what they were going for the game. I don't understand what they were thinking. I tried to explain that in my notes, and I'm still struggling now to understand. <laughs> <laughs> I think I need to look this game uh, up. I've never heard yeah, of it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to watch it. It's so funny. Again, um, Angry Video Game Nerd, I think he did a video on this one. Look at it up. It's brilliant. Yeah. Like I said, uh, turning him back, you just kill many monsters as po- many uh, monsters as possible um, by shooting out this poo-like things. I don't know what it is when you're the monster. It's just kind of like these giant turds, well not giant, these small little turds you're throwing out. Yeah. The game calls it, or knows it as a psycho wave. And it's on the front cover, actually, of the game. It says uh, Dr. Jekyll and Hyde with their special power psycho wave. <laughs> it's basically I'm gonna, just. I'm gonna look that up as well. So you, yeah, look at the front cover of the game. The front cover don't actually look too bad, in all fairness. Oh my god, this looks awful. <laughs> oh yeah, I see. I see he's like he's got circles coming from his eyes. Yeah. Cool. With uh, guess what button you got to push? Well, buttons you got to push to make the psycho wave work. It's, a, it's just a normal attack. What have you got to push? Well, it was on the NES, so it's going to be either B or A. Oh, you're forgetting the other combination. You need to push up and B to attack. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> the other combination. Yes, yes. The combination that everyone uses on games. Up and B. <laughs> I was like, what is this going on here? <laughs> the only event thing that was good about it was that you don't actually run out of Psycho Wave. That was the only good thing, really. So, you know, there's a meter on top of the screen. Uh, when it's filled from killing monsters, he reverts back to Jekyll again. So okay, <laughs> yeah, um, that's a bit like that's a bit like Leoric in uh, in Heroes of the Storm. He becomes a it. ghost and he's got to sort of attack people to get his life back. Yeah, does he have his own shit NES game though? No, <laughs> no, no. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Jekyll's weapon. Let's get onto the most useless weapon in gaming history. He has a cane, right? Of course, you've got townspeople attacking you and all sorts of things. With bombs, yeah. With bombs. Yeah, it does jack shit, mate, that cane. He literally just pushes it forward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the prod in Worms. It's kind of like the prod in Worms, yeah. Uh, it's like playing two different games, in all fairness. Uh, when you're playing as Jekyll, you are just a, the most useless character in the world. And when you're playing Hyde, you've got felt like a half-decent shooter but you only can play half the game because if you get to reference spot of Jekyll, you die. So it's pointless. Again, at the, at the townspeople, but Jekyll is good and everyone has beef with the good guy. As soon as you turn into Hyde, no one gives a shit. When you're Hyde, is there an infinite amount of enemies? Not what I know of. I was just killing everyone on my screen and dying usually half the time, or I was just basically trying to get on with it quickly. <laughs> yeah. Not like there was an infinite many enemies. They were just there. You were shooting them. They disappeared. Then you just carried on walking. It was a, you know. Yeah. But I was thinking maybe it was actually quite clever what they did. Because if, if you die too frequently, there won't be much space between where Hyde comes in and where your body is. <laughs> yeah. I don't... If, I like the way you think. If that's how it works, I'm not really sure. Yeah. Yeah, you have to like watch it and just laugh, really. Okay. It's, um, oh, the monsters you fight were um, ghosts and um, some sort of weird babies and um, some sort of jumping brains. 
was cool. Very strange. <laughs> like, I don't know where they come. From. Yeah, it was just like when you're when you're Jekyll, like everything's like all happy, dovey, lovey in the background. Like you know, apart from the townspeople, of course. As soon as you hide, it comes nighttime, and the whole world is fucking demonic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's weird. More enemies, Jekyll. Were when you were Jekyll as well. Were uh, grave diver- diggers flicking mud at you, so you know you turn up to your wedding covered in fucking mud. It's nice. Hunters shooting birds at the sky, and the birds conveniently hit you on their way down. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the best one for me was a a lady who was singing her music notes at you, and they hurt you. Oh, a bit like um, Little like, Mermaid. Little Ariel, yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that, oh, more raid twenty twenty stuff again. Birds crapping on you that kills you as well. <laughs> yes. Awesome. But these turds were actual like human turds. What was funny? No, not this white stuff that was coming down. They're actually like brown, like rolled up turds. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was like, what are they eating? <laughs> it's hilarious. Eventually, though, the cane. I did find out that you could kill one thing, and that was bees. Awesome. <laughs> so one little bee. <laughs> dead that was it so, you know, know, so probably would have been the, one of the hardest things to hit with a cane yeah, that was yeah but they they were flying not not really fast the townspeople were on steroids and like in whatever drugs they can find the bees were just yeah. kind of calm really so they weren't too bad if i were to name this game after a part of the body i would call this game bull bag i think um <laughs> <Bullbag. laughs> <laughs> uh, to sum up this game it's um it's truly awful Poor old Jekyll just looking forward to the happiest day of his life, but it's getting crapped on, mud thrown at him and bobs in his face. I can't explain what bloody universe this, the makers were in at the time, you know. Um, apparently, I just, well, I don't know apparently, but I think the the makers of this game just need to stop breeding. <laughs> and off, just, just don't stop breeding. <laughs> don't make another game. <laughs> Go into the trash with um, Howard Warshaw, you yeah. know, just don't make games. <laughs> or make a game together. <laughs> that would be epic. Oh my god, imagine how bad that would be. Yeah. <laughs> Try mixing E.T. with Jekyll and Hyde. I actually can't tell you which is the worst game out of both of them. Really? Yeah. Huh. I mean, there was more colour to this game, but I don't know. There are both. This is just awful. Um, That's my review of this game. It's truly awful. I really recommend you to play it and experience it for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, awesome. Well, the next thing is uh, question time. Unless there's anything else you want to say about any of the games that we've played? No, I'm good, man. No, I don't, I'm just quite jealous of that, that Club Nowhere that you played now, quite frankly. That was it, epic, it was a man. good game. Okay, question time. Uh, we've got two questions this week. I'll start with Kelly's, my my girlfriend's again. So you, you may have noticed, uh, I said in the post that I put up about it, that I wanted wanted to do it a day earlier, so we just got a bit more thinking time, and we're not actually saying the same old games every time. But this is going to be the same old game for me. So her question of is, is: If you could choose any game to be made into a TV series, which would it be, and why? And of course, mine would have to be World of Warcraft, uh, because <laughs> even with a bit more thinking time, I absolutely love the story of World of Warcraft. I've said a few times I'm listening to a podcast which does the whole law from the beginning and I've, I've I've caught up with it now I caught up a couple of weeks ago and it's just so good Every, everything in it the story is so amazing 
and now I'm just gutted that I got to wait a week to hear it every time now. <laughs> so I can't just. Oh. I think I was listening to probably about ten episodes of it a week up until really? now. Yeah, and now I'm caught up. But yeah, it has to be World of Warcraft. Um, or well, the the Warcraft lore in general because they they started. They're yeah. not even on World of Warcraft. They're like yeah, episode ninety nine. This week's will be. And well, by the time this episode's out, it will be episode 100. And they're not even on World of Warcraft yet. Oh so there's God. so much backstory to it. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. And and I want another film. I want more films. But I think they have made poor choices with the film they made. It doesn't sound like they're going to make any more. Well, not anytime soon. So, yeah, I'd love it to be a TV series. Oh, that'd be awesome. Man. Yeah. What would yours be? Well, because uh, Dead or Alive already had a film, but I just want the volleyball. So I just want Dead or Alive volleyball. That's all I want. I just want boobs. I just want. Well, I know I've got you know I've got other stuff to look for that, but no, I just I think more boobs the better. <laughs> cool. <laughs> thank you, Kelly, for that question. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and one from Chris Chantry: If you owned a retro games arcade. What would you call it, and what would be your three must-have games in it? You can go first this time if you want. Well, well, no. Cookies Collectibles would be the name. Cool. Games. Does it have to be arcade games, or could it be any game? Uh, well, I guess it has to be arcade games, because it's a retro oh. games arcade. <laughs> Darn it. Um, right then, well, uh, I suppose you go, you just have a mixture of everything, don't you? So you have a beat and that. Or a fighter, and then you just have like Street Fighter Two Turbo. I can get my bloody words right. Street Fighter Two Turbo Tournament. Shoving the old Pac Man in there, and then put bloody Outrun as my racing game. <laughs> Outrun, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, I I completely glossed over the fact that he said, "What would you call it?" <laughs> Until I just read it out. So I hadn't really mm. thought about that. But one cool name that I want to use for something is uh, the names of my kids. And so it would be Soranova. I think that's a really cool word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might be what I call my escape room when I eventually get it up and running. If I eventually get it up and running. But yeah, that's cool. And my three must-have games. The first one absolutely has to be Rastan. I think I've said on the podcast before. Went to Burnham every time I was there. I would play Restan in in yeah. the arcade we've got in town. Actually, yeah, in um in Time Warp, uh, he's got it in there. So I think I've I've only been in there once for my birthday, well maybe two years ago now. And well, as soon as I saw that, I was on it for ages. But I've, <laughs> yeah, I felt there, a yeah. bit um, I felt a bit antisocial because I had a few friends there and they were trying different things and I was just out there on one machine trying to get as far as I could. <laughs> Yeah, you know what you like in life, doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, when I played before, I don't think I ever really got much further than the beginning of the second level, if I got that far at all. So it was nice to have free credits on it, and just I could get I could continue as many times as I wanted to. <laughs> my second one, my all-time favourite shooter, is Point Blank. Oh, such a good game. <laughs> I mean, Time Crisis was good, but... I loved the fact that Point Blank was all mini game, mini games. Yeah. And my third one, I think it would have to be Guitar Hero, because I loved that so much. Yeah, that's my I've three. I've been a Guitar Hero fan. I just found it. I just I don't know. I understand why people like it, but it's just 
pushing buttons in sequence. And it's just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like working in a factory, isn't it? It's like putting cans of cat food down a fucking conveyor belt all freaking day, you know? <laughs> it's, it's no different than that, to me. Well, I mean, a lot of people said at the time, like, <laughs> real guitarists hated Guitar Hero. I think probably yeah. because they weren't very good at it when they expected to be good at it, because it's completely different. Yeah. You know, they expect it to be as intricate as playing guitar, and it's not, and they just couldn't really get their head around it or something. But I, I was a bassist, mm. so I wasn't a proper guitarist, I. I I was actually a failed guitarist. A lot of people. I was a I was a groupie, whatever they called. Them. What's that? I hanged around. I was a groupie. A groupie. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I threw my knickers at you <laughs> if I had one. <laughs> yeah, I think that there was all, a lot of people always used to say like bassists were just failed guitarists, and I I was always happy to hold my hand up to that and say yes, I was because. Guitar takes too much practice, and I liked drinking beer too much. <laughs> so, mm. play bass, you don't really got to practice playing that. You like beer and boobies too much. Yeah. <laughs> ah, boobies. Yeah. We haven't talked about enough about that today, have we? <laughs> Another thing we have to talk about is our new sound clip that was it in, oh, in yes. the last episode for the very first time. I can't remember if I left it in the episode when I said it was going to be you. Maybe I said that in work. I think yeah. you just said it was in work. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, our new sound clip is you. <laughs> I know. Thank you very much. I, I feel honoured. <laughs> I got a thing for a jingle and a sound clip. Though. Yeah, I feel like everything should have a jingle or a sound clip. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I, I <laughs> thought we were going to be using it again today. Uh, it wasn't a review. It was another, another thing from another podcast. Oh, but I was wrong. But I, I thought I'll talk about it in this section again anyway. So maybe I will use the sound clip here. I will do. <laughs> so tell me, how, I mean, I spoke to Jacobs about this at the beginning. How do you feel about escape rooms? Okay, just. <laughs> <laughs> well, I um, I don't know. I I spend most of my time in a room, so I've got no issues with rooms. You know. Did you hear me say escape rooms? <laughs> yes. Oh, you did. Okay. Yes, yes. I just say. I just. I like rooms. I spend most of my time sitting in them. You know, I have no no issue with them. Um, I don't ever feel like I need to escape them. I like the fact that I got a door to walk out from. So, you know, to feel like to feel trapped in a room is not what, one of my things that I like. No. So, no. <laughs> so when when we first started, I wrote to a podcast called Escape This Podcast. Yes. Uh, do you remember that? Because you were just a listener um, at that point. I can't remember yesterday, so I'm just going to say yes anyway. <laughs> so, I mean, for me, it, it, it was one of the main reasons why I wanted to actually have a podcast so I could be be one of the important people that can go on to other podcasts like Ooh. Escape This Podcast. So I wrote to them and said, look, I have a podcast now. Can we come and be guests for you? And uh, they got back to me and said there's a long waiting waiting list. But yeah, we will we'll let you know when it comes up. And uh, it hasn't come up yet. It's been eight months. It might be a while still. Oh. But um, yeah, obviously, you will be part of it when we do go on to it. You probably don't, you probably have no idea what it is, do you? I have no idea whatsoever. I will just sit there and smile. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's ba- it's basically a, a, an escape room in audio format, like like Dungeons and Dragons, but you never played Dungeons Dungeons and Dragons. So basically, yeah. we we would be on a call like this, and the host Danny creates these escape rooms in her head and she tells us what's in the room and we have to write it down make notes and work out the puzzles from what she tells us so uh yeah like i was saying you'll also be involved in it too i don't want to have to do all the work 
myself. No, no, I'll be there, my friend. Don't you worry. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, so for this section, when you become a patron of theirs, they, like some of her rooms, she'll have um, NPCs in. Oh, really? Yeah. And the NPCs' names are Patreon donors' names. Like she just picks them out of a hat or picks them. And the most recent one that I listened to, this is months ago because I'm way behind, um, there was yep. an Adam in it. And it was a room that Neil Patrick Harris was doing as well. You know him? Neil you know Patrick Harris. It does sound familiar. I don't know. I feel like I should know this yeah, person. He's quite famous. Um, have you seen How I Met Your Mother? Yes. He is Barney in that. Ah, oh, dude. I like yeah. Barney. Yeah. yeah. Always wearing a suit. Yeah. And he was a guest. <laughs> and there was an NPC named Adam. And like the whole episode, I was thinking, is this me? Am, am I the NPC in neil patrick harris's room in on escape this podcast uh, and it got to the the second episode they, they do like a talk about the room and it was a different adam <laughs> it turned out oh I was, I was gutted damn that adam but yeah so i was thinking oh i've got nothing to talk about after last time but i, I spoke about it anyway obviously because well i wanted to check because i yeah i not actually spoken to you about the fact that we are doing hopefully going to be doing that at some point <laughs> so uh, I, I will implore you That's to fun. go and listen to them just to find out what they what they actually do <laughs> how, how the game That's plays fine. I'll, um, I'll get eventually you know i'll just add it to the list of things that i say that we're gonna do <laughs> yeah <laughs> but no, i definitely will do it mate. awesome yeah the season they're doing at the moment is um fan created rooms so the listeners create a room and run Bill and Danny through it. So we're obviously not going to be on it while they're not actually creating any rooms. But hopefully yeah. hopefully it shouldn't be too long until we get on there. Looking forward to it, mate. That'd be awesome to get on there. It, it would be awesome. <laughs> it was, like I said, it was my main reason <laughs> for wanting to be a podcaster. Well, cool. it's mine now too. Yes, good. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, we will be playing games that we choose for each other again. Yeah. Incoming puzzle, <laughs> tower defense. <laughs> well, the first one I want to give you, I think we spoke about last time we recorded, okay. and it was a turn-based PS1 game that you had never heard of before. Do you remember talking about that? No, because I can't remember the conversation. That <laughs> it's a game called Kudelka. I remember this conversation slightly, but no. Yeah. How do we spell that? K O U K O U D E L. D-E-L-K-A. K-A could... An RPG turn-based, honestly. Series Shadow Hearts. Is it in the Shadow Hearts 6 universe, is it? I don't know. I didn't know that. Yeah, I clicked on it and it says Series Shadow Hearts. I did not know that. I've just ruined part of my review for next week. Yeah, alright, I won't look at it now. Cool. But, awesome, I... um. I'll put that to my things to look at. Lovely. Well, then, I've been meaning to give you what this one now for a, for a while. I keep going, give basically, I just give you a list of games that I enjoyed when I was younger. So, um, finally now, you will be getting Alundra. Alundra. Number one. Yes. You will be finally getting an excellent game. Awesome. I'm not <laughs> sure if I played that. I don't think well, I did. It's about time you bloody did, sir. The second game you will be playing, then, will be... Aztec Adventure on the Master System. You ever played that? <laughs> As... <laughs> I'm interested in this. Aztec Adventure. Master System, yeah? Yeah. Oh. 
Is it awful? No, I don't oh. think so. <laughs> Ooh, look at this. Ooh. Yeah, I'm well up for this. Awesome. Never even heard of it before. Well then, um, as uh, we were talking about a few weeks ago, maybe months ago now, who knows with me, um, when you give me the game uh, Young Merlin, I also just told you that it just reminded me of another game. Yeah. Yes, well, I'll be giving you that game. Cool. Um, I'll be giving you, uh, it's known as The Story of Four Beyond Oasis on the Mega Drive. Awesome. Yeah, yes, looking forward to that. It is very much like a... Oh, I just realised now, I'll give you two games that are pretty much RPG. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. It's kind of a more of a Zelda walker around game anyway, this one. Yeah. It's an action adventure, really, anyway. But um, such a good game. Good right, stuff. I hope you enjoy. Yeah, I'm sure I will. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've heard this before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome. Well then, that's everything for this episode. Thank you all for your support. It really does mean a lot to us. We have a fantastic time doing this and we hope you guys have an equally great time listening. Uh, if you want to reach out to us with feedback, corrections, questions or for any other reason, you can do by emailing us at contact at menpodcastingbadly.co.uk. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Just search for Men Podcasting Badly. Uh, you should be able to find us. Yeah, we also need to say a massive thank you to some of the people who helped us get up and running at the beginning. Shane at Pixel Zero, he can help with all sorts of technical and back-end stuff. You can find him over on Fiverr and Facebook. Matt at Retro Heroes, if you're looking to buy or sell all sorts of retro gaming gear, he's your man. Check him out on Facebook and eBay. Faye Frost, she very kindly did all of our absolutely amazing artwork. You can check out more of her stuff on Facebook, Instagram, or even request some commission work for yourself. And the other Matt over at Synthetic 3D, they create 3D miniatures and terrain. Uh, They've got hundreds to choose from and some not so many miniatures. Some of them are absolutely amazing. You can do that on their website or Facebook. As always, all of the information there, including ours, will be up on the show notes. And again, a massive thank you to all of you for listening in and joining us on this journey. Stay safe out there and respect each other. We have been men podcasting badly. And we are failed guitarists. (laughs) Game over.